picture it. Sicily, 1922. I'm Christmas Day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. And now, on with the opera. Let joy be unconfined. Let there be dancing in the streets, drinking in the saloons, and necking in the parlor. Hi everybody and welcome back to Killers, Cults, and Nutcaps 2.0 where we cover all kinds. I'm as always, your host, the Great White Snark, Scotty J. Seated across from me is the lovely and twisted Monica. Hi! I got it right this time. Yay! I love the pretty twisted. It's fucking like... Right. Oh man, I... Lovely. I'm so thankful for podcasts about YouTube. Mr. White. You know, I didn't tell you, but last year, last month, when um, when we did the shop with a cop at uh-huh. work, you would not believe the amount of firepower that was in Meyer in one one moment. We had, I think we had county, we had Kankakee County, Kankakee Township, Bradley, Bourbonnais, Saint Anne. And I was talking to one of the guys, I was like, you know, it would be pretty stupid if someone tried to break, just tried to rob this place right now with this much firepower on the street. Yeah, like... You know, there's a suit out of my, okay, I'm done. Damn, I'm, I'm taking a few days off, I'm traumatized. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I gotta say that the shop of the cop event went off without a hitch. Well, they, 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 they can go for so long anyway. Right, and, and I mean, the kids behave themselves. Yeah. It was, what, I, I felt kind of bad because the day before we did uh, Toys for Tots. So we didn't have enough time to kind of replenish everything in the toy department before the next wave came through. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I noticed, like, the two areas that got hit the most were the Nerf guns. And the Nerf guns were the... Nerf guns and Legos were the two items that had been um, hit the most. And not a, not a lot of girls went for Barbie stuff, which, which I was surprised. What did they go for it? Um, I, you know, it was other things, but I mean, the Barbie aisle, I mean, there was a few Barbie items that were hit, like, um, we got, like, this Barbie car. It it might be. It is, like, a little short, like, a VW bug kind of thing. Yeah, that was, yeah. Again, uh, you know, there was, you know, Barbie with her different careers. And now that they turned Skipper into a preteen, she's a babysitter. And, and they had had a Chelsea who was in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I was thinking back to when my sister played with Barbies. And if there was one in a wheelchair, she would have had an accident down the uh, flight of stairs. Well, that's she got a wheelchair. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she pissed off Ken, and Ken just kind of, you know, Gave her a shove. Although I, I did see today that we do have the Barbie movie 
for sale. I still haven't watched it. Watch it. I probably would for um. I probably would for Margot Robbie because I mean she's hot. I, I said it. Margot Robbie's hot. I just just can't hack Ryan Gosling. He he just has that look that like. He he has that look. He's. He's got a stupid look plastered on his face in every movie. And it, it, it just, just will not go away. It, it's like every movie I've seen Ryan Gosling in, he has this, this stupid expression plastered on his face that just, you know, just like, oh, hey, I'm an actor. It was perfect. Oh, it's Ken. Yeah, I mean, it was just. So he needs to be nominated for like this stuff. And I, I still have not gone and seen um, Aquaman and the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> I want to because I I like Aquaman. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an Aquaman fan, and I I like it more because uh, his main en his main enemy Black Manta is getting um he's getting a lot of airplay in the movie, so I want to see it. You have to go see um well the Disney movies that were they were just were on Disney Plus. I gotta see the I gotta see the haunted mansion yet. Yeah, well that's like awesome. Most the new right. Soul and Trey Red and Luca are gonna be in theaters. Oh nice. In January in March. No, but in January it's gonna be um soul February's turning red, which I'm gonna get definitely. And then March is Luca, so we'll have to go see. I I don't know if there's anything coming in within the first few months I'm going to see yet. Yeah, I've checked again, but... Right. I, I, yeah, we have a theater again that is free parking, so... Oh, nice. Literally. Yeah, so... Well, uh, I know I got a... Hopefully by March, April, May, something... Mm -hmm. Um... I'm going to start planning my summer trip. Well, I got, I got two that I want to do this year. One is um, I want to pay for the uh, the count, uh, the lecture at um, the Civil War Institute at Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. the, the summer series that they always do. Yeah. And then um, in July, the kids and I are planning a uh, Massachusetts, New Jersey trip. trip up to Massachusetts to, to check out a few places up there. And then we'll come down to Jersey. Yay. Yes. Go see my favorite people in Jersey. Northern Jersey. Yeah, um, you know, we're coming down to see you. Well, 
we're, we're going to use them for our new jersey. Yeah. It's just party to get started on this. Yep. I can't see the time on here, though, but... Um, I got the time. We'll, we'll, pro we'll have this done. Okay. And we're going to have a chat with chatting. Alright. Alright, we are going to pick up with, um, Cyrus T. And last week, as we, as you know, we left off with Cyrus heading to Chicago. And we're picking up with him arriving in Chicago on Labor Day, 1886. Now, the city was prepared for a labor strike since the Haymarket riot was still fresh in the minds of the city leaders. I think the Haymarket riot was like a year or two before that. It, it was pretty close to this, and, and I, I want to do a show on that because it was Chicago's latest number one. So they they weren't really prepared for the anarchists to kind of come out and you know raise hell, kind of like Philadelphia fans throwing batteries at people. You know, you just not even touching that one, are you? <laughs> I don't even know what New Jersey fans do at their sporting events. Probably go out and. Um, Slash tires if they lose. <laughs> right. So the act took place on Sir's Rome Streets, and Cyrus felt like this would increase his chances for recruiting new people to Christianity. The seminar was being held at the Old Church of the Redeemer. The congregation moved into a new building, and the church was being rented out for lectures. And the candy factory was in the basement of the church, so hey, you're getting a twofer, you know? You come for a lecture, go downstairs, get some candy to snack on during the lecture, you know? I don't even think that old building's standing it. I got tore down. A lot of old, old man Daly, um, in the 60s when he ran Chicago, tore down a lot of the old mob buildings. Because he, he didn't want to connect Chicago with its mobster past, but yet, I mean, when you talk to old man, he was a mobster, so, hey, you know, kind of. Now, two days after the conference began, Cyrus was elected the president. Hey, nice. Congratulations. Um, one, of, one of his goals was trying to bring different groups together. And once the conference was over, he took what he learned from the Christian scientist and worked it into Christianity because, hey, you know what? He got a good idea. He's going to morph it into his. Now, Cyrus loves Chicago, and honestly, who doesn't? He loved it so much that he moved to the city and opened the world's college of life. College became the headquarters for the religion and the base for the magazine, The Guiding Star. To get more followers, he started the Society for the Arch Triumphant. The Society had to practice sobriety, chastity, and brotherly love for a $2 membership fee. And every time you see the phrase brotherly love, yes, I think a city, think of Philly, the city of brotherly love. But there was also a wrestling character back in the 80s named Brother Love. He used to come on and go, it's kind. I kind of based my um my uh, preacher man voice on him a little bit. 
Yeah, not so much the not so much the evangelical side, more the like Reverend Penny and Cash. While Chicago was a new city, problems were still around. Mrs. Renew, I hope I wrote that right. Renew Benedict came to Cyrus to heal her husband. Mr. Benedict had a fever of 103 degrees. While Cyrus used his healing powers, I'm putting that in air quotes there, folks. Mr. Benedict got worse. Mr. Benedict died of bronchial pneumonia. Now, while reporters began to question Cyrus, he stated that Mr. Benedict died of lack of faith. While this was going on, he met a woman that the angel had predicted for him. Her name was Annie Ordway, but Cyrus didn't like that name, so he renamed her Victoria Gratia. And her title was the preeminent of the Society of the Arch Triumphant. Annie left her husband, is what all women do when they join up with Cyrus. She left her husband to be with Cyrus, as I said, many women who did. Now, the city could be a good place to recruit people, but financial problems still plagued the group. Cyrus was facing creditors when a friend of Wisconsin bought his printing press so it would not be taken away. The building at the college place became the first communal housing structure for the group. Now, many people there slept on the floor since they could not afford furnishings, heat, or food, since most people who lived there went hungry. With more people, men and women joined the group, the press in Chicago began to create rumors. Of course they do. Many husbands reported to the papers that Cyrus broke up families and exerted some control over the women. While much of the press was negative, Cyrus viewed it as good press. Cyrus had a follower named Professor Royal O. Spear. Spear spent part of his time spreading Cyrus's message and went to California. Spear set up a communal house in, in San Francisco on Mill Street. In October of 1891, a small earthquake hit the area, but that wasn't all that had happened. Spear's wife admitted that Cyrus made a pass at her. Oh my gosh. Can you hear the sarcasm? Cyrus revealed that he made pass on other women in the communal home. This is when YouTube actually would become helpful. Spears would now see Cyrus's true colors in how to bring a man down. You know, that's... I noticed that. I mean, he started making passes at women. <laughs> Husband gets upset. Yeah. I'm going to bring him down. Now, if it had been me, I would have just walked over there and beat the crap out of the guy. Yeah. And since they were so... Well, I don't know where uh, this place was in location, say, Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. I'd have taken a boat out on the lake and just kind of... Oh! 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 Cyrus fell... Cyrus fell overboard. Oops. Oh, God. Cyrus, Cyrus fell overboard. Hello? No one cares? Okay, let's go back to port. 
He still wanted to make the Shakers and the Economites into his organization. When Skin found out that Cyrus was going out east to talk to the Economites, he would be on the report that Cyrus's true intention was to rob them of their treasury. Oh no! Skin worked with many husbands who had wives ill then for Cyrus. One husband was Sidney Miller, who owned the National Publishing Company, and who began to track Cyrus's movements with the Economites. The leader of the Economites was dying, and it was rumored that their treasury contained $150 million. $150 million. Newman sent this story to the papers and it stayed there for months. The story in the papers was that before he died, the leader denied that corruption's membership in the economies. He's always he, like that. He's like, don't let him in. Nope. Cyrus so is trying to first follower, Amy. He's back. I went to Chicago with him. Oh, left. Amy was still a main financial backer for the group. During this time, Cyrus began to believe that he would be killed by an angry mob to fulfill his mission on Earth. One follower woke up from a nightmare one night. In her dream, Cyrus was preaching at the World's Expo in Chicago when he was told, Oh my God, that was the like... Oh, God. Expo. Oh my God, it was like... That would definitely be one of my like, top five... Like, if Time Machine... Okay, you can think oh, about it. I see that. I would... <laughs> Well, and you think the world, at this exact same time that the World Expo is going on, you got homes down the street murdering people. Yeah, and then for internet, so her name, again, not to mention, at the, um, was there, but the self-reliance. There's another Chicago murder that was happening around this time. We're gonna do it later this year, but it was it was a guy. It was a butcher, and his wife went missing, and they never found the body. So they think that he ground her up and sold her a sausage in his shop. Is she not thinking of what? No, <laughs> that was really sad. No, I actually yeah, the book, I did, yeah. The books in oh, yeah, yeah. the book. Uh -huh. and, and they might. They mentioned it on um, the past times. They were doing a, a, a newspaper from around that period in another another city in America. Yeah. And they were talking about the crime of the, uh, the butcher who made his wife disappear. And he, I'm like, he didn't make her disappear. He just ground her up and fed her to hungry people. Uh huh. So. In Chicago, baby, we do shit like that. <laughs> Okay. Cyrus revealed to Jimmy that he wanted to bring in some shakers into the organization. He had come up with some shaker hymns for his group and began to reflect to their leadership. After a few meetings, the groups began to intermingle, and the shakers felt that the Christians were doing good work. Yeah, sure they were. Mm -hmm. So, Amy and Jenny lived in Chicago. Jenny felt that she was there to fulfill a purpose. Three years after their arrival, or arrival, Amy suffered a stroke that left him partially paralyzed. Now, she nursed him as best as she could, and he regained his speech, but, you know, eventually he died. He lived long enough to see the formation of two communal houses. In April of 1892, 
The followers in San Francisco began to move to Chicago. Well, Cyrus needed a larger place for his followers and found it in Normal Park, which I want to say... Southwest Side? Either Southwest Side or it's, or it's not far from downtown. It was an apartment building. A man named Beckman run out, so Cyrus rented it and he called the place Sunshine Flats. Now, he found a mansion in Washington Park for himself, Jenny, and Victoria to live in. Because, you know, the, the, the leader needs the best house. If you, you sign a group, you can't live in the trailer park with the rest of the followers. You've got to live in a nice house on the other side of town. And why did I say trailer park? Because that's the first thing that popped in my head. So, Cyrus had planned to build dorms on the property of the mansion for everyone to live in. Now, once everything was settled, Sidney Miller had filed a lawsuit against Cyrus for taking his wife. So, this caused all the other husbands to follow with their own lawsuits. Now, I'm picturing a group of men in a Chicago bar, <laughs> back table near back table near the uh, pool table. Just having a We Hate Cyrus Tea meeting. Eating steak because it's Chicago and the stockyards are not too far away. Then 200 people in Normal Park filed a petition saying the owner of Sunshine Flats had no right to rent the building. If that wasn't enough, 100 people began to investigate Cyrus to see what this group was about and what he was doing because... Chicago likes to get nosy like that. And if we think you're messing around with women or children, we will investigate you. Now, at the... I'm going to make sure I did this right, yeah. At the mansion, a young boy found a bomb under the sidewalk. It didn't go off, but when reporters asked Victoria about it, she blamed the newspapers, saying if there... the newspapers if there was one. Now, Cyrus and Victoria went to get on a train for a trip, and they were followed by the police and William Hill, who was Thomas Cole's attorney. Cole was another husband who was suing Cyrus for unlawful intimacy with a married woman. Break that down, that's uh, adultery. Which, up until, I don't know when, you could actually cite that as a reason for divorce in Illinois. I couldn't, I couldn't use it because uh, my lawyer told me that to say adultery, you need a, like a co, uh, like a, a, a co charge, like, you know, mental cruelty, physical abuse. I couldn't say, well, I ignored her, so she went screwed someone else. It wasn't good enough. Then... Many of whom lost wives to Cyrus began to call for Cyrus to be tarred and feathered, which, ooh, yeah. Then he's in a stripped naked, poor tar over him, and he just doused him in feathers. Which is a Tuesday afternoon in Chicago. As the trial began, 30 Colossians went with Cyrus to be in the courtroom. Cole's attorney asked for a week's continuance to find witnesses, and it was granted. 
Now, a week later, they tried the same tactic, but the judge threw out the case since Cyrus was guaranteed in the Constitution for a speedy trial. Cyrus began to have dreams about dying at the World's Fair and translated. That was, that was their way of saying he was going to become a new spiritual being. Now, while this was going on, Cyrus had passed a new rule saying anyone who wanted to leave the compound had to have a pass signed by Victoria. Now, many in the group began to leave, and some of these people had been with Cyrus since the beginning. Many left because of the conditions of sun, sunshine flats, which, if I remember from the description, it was drafty. And if anyone's been in Chicago, you know how bad this wind can get. What I would call the Windy City. It, it, that wind will, you can be layered up like an Eskimo, and that wind's still going to cut through you. And it was drafty. There was windows on one side of the building, so all the sunshine was coming in. People had a hard time sleeping in there. And I think they might have had an infestation of something. Bed bugs, mice, I don't know. As the followers were leaving, the plans to join with the Shakers fell through. Once again, financial troubles plagued the group. And Cyrus had not been invited to speak at the World's Parliament of Religions at the Expo, which, God, I wish he would have, because, like he said, that would have been perfect to go back into a time machine and, and see him give this speech. Because it would have been, I think I probably would have sat there, watched that speech, and laughed. But this did not stop Cyrus as he began to have dreams of a utopian society. He and his followers would build from the ground up. Well, Cyrus was on a train coming back from Pittsburgh, and he met a real estate agent on the train. Now, this chance encounter would sell Cyrus on the idea of building his community in the state of Florida. And that's where we're going to leave off with part two, folks. So, like I said at the, at the beginning of part one, we had record, recorded these months ago, but somehow I accidentally deleted them. So, that, if there's going to be, there will be a disconnect, kind of between two and three, because of earlier recording, but don't worry, we've straightened it out. Yay! Now, this year, we've got some good ideas planned up. Um, we're going to jump, we're going to dip back into Hollywood Babylon and come up with some good, uh, Good stories for you. Um, we were talking before we flipped on the mics. I'm looking into the Barrymores. Because if, there, if there's one... Even if there's one group... If there's one family in Hollywood that has been... That has everything... Mm -hmm. It's the Barrymores. And I, I will make a link in the show between the Barrymores and John Wilkes Booth. That's easy. Well, it, it, um, I can't find the, 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 the link, but I know I read about it. Yeah, and I know they're elected at the same time too. So it's I think it was the lady who became their great, uh, became their grandmother. She had a theater, and she had the theater in New York where they went to perform to do uh, Julius Caesar to get the statue of Shakespeare that is in Central Park today. 
She owned it and Ryan Edwin Genius Jr. and John performed for her for one night. But we're going to talk about the Paramours. Uh, I'm looking into doing some, some shows about mob figures this year. Um, we got our Valentine's Day show coming up. And for Valentine's Day, we've got the two perfect lovers, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh. You know, something told me when I went to sit down and write this, this start doing scripts, they're like, you need to do Bonnie and Clyde for Valentine's Day because why not? Yeah. Um, I, I really want to go back. It's been a while since we did a Hollywood Babylon, so I'm going to find room for that. Um, anyway, we're going to start looking at some different crimes going on. Um, other things happening, so stick with us this year, folks, because we got we got some new looking shows coming up. I mean, it always seems that Hollywood Babylon shows are some good ones because people love that. I know one person. I, I know one person I would love to do for Hollywood Babylon. I, I would love to do Errol Flynn. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he seems he seems to be like an, an, an interesting uh, party boy there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Charlie Chaplin. I'm still debating on him. But um, no, like I said, we got some we got some good things coming up. So stick with us. We're, we're glad you stuck with us this this past year. We had fun doing the show. Speak for yourself. Well, I mean, I was going to start it off alone, but, you know, I, the very first show I did on uh, The Man from the Train was me alone trying to put sound effects in because that's what I wanted, but it didn't work. I added you and it, 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 it worked. No, thank you. Hi, Sulfur Killers, Cults, and Nutjobs. I'm Scotty J. Say goodnight, Monica. Goodnight, Monica. 